If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is the real Duke Nukem, baby. I'm here to listen to podcast Unlocked and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Podcast Unlocked. Top of the day, morning, whatever time of day, I don't care. Some of you li- probably listen at 4 a.m. for all I know. The internet is a time machine. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it's Podcast Unlock. Welcome to the world's number one Xbox podcast. My name's Ryan McCaffrey. That's Mitch Dyer. Happy to be here. Laptop man. Laptop man. I, everyone's missing today. I'm the only person doing news help. <laughs> <laughs> Send help to Mitch, please. Shark, Sean Finnegan, good to see you. Chomp, 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 chomp. been a while since we've chomp, seen you. Chomp, chomp, Yeah, hey, thanks for not having f- me back. Yeah, not for a lack of... Not for lack of wanting. No, we've been busy, and uh, the crew's been here because we've been busy. And I just kind of feel like five is too many. I don't like oh, five right. people no, on the show, so it's nothing personal. No, not at all. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you being be first off the bench. And, of course, Destin Legary. Hi, everybody. Looking and dressing more sharply than ever. Thank Love you. It. I just like the button-ups now. I just kind of go with it. I'm down with button-ups. Finnegan, thank you for your continued Halo coverage. You've been coming to me regularly, and like we do gameplay clips here and commentaries and stuff, and you're like, hey, this thing's happening in Halo, and I'm super glad yes. you're hey, keeping an eye on that I stuff. mean, like, I, I think I've been on the record as saying the past like two months I've been playing nothing but Halo, and... Uh, Actually, there's kind of a lot happening in it, yeah. and I'm realizing, like, yeah, no one's really keeping a close eye on it as much as we had been, like, you know, prior to launch and yeah. stuff for obvious reasons. But I feel like you're someone should cover it. So, so yeah, if I'm, you're li- yeah, I'm ready to jump back in because I've been Ooh, just I've been so, so busy good. going from game to game to game because 2016's already been so ridiculously yeah. good. But I'm kind of at a I'm, I think I'm at a lull right now. Yeah, I think I'm gonna hop back in. Yeah, I mean it's a great time for it because like the game has changed a lot since uh, it launched. There's a lot of maps out there that are really really good. Uh, the variety is really good. Uh, just like the gameplay never changed right from the from the launch. Like it's still very very fast and very very awesome and very skill oriented. And I just you know at a time when. Destiny's lacking a little bit in terms of content. This is the game that I go and went back to, and it's just, I'm having a blast. It's a fun game. And then uh, a couple of other housekeeping notes I wanted to mention, just some, some very Xbox-related things that I'm particularly proud of that our team did. 
First up is our top 25 Xbox One games list. We gave it a revision. We do that twice a year because it's they're just so many games that keep in coming flux. out. Yeah, I got to keep updating. Yeah, we've got to keep it up to date. So we try to do it in the spring and then again in the early fall. And this year it ended up being <laughs> late winter instead of early spring. So we've just updated it. Seven new games hit the list from when we updated it back in early September of 2015. Can we give people a sneak peek of five of the games on the list? Go for it. I don't, I'm asking. <laughs> You're asking? <laughs> I haven't read it yet. Uh, well, I think you could probably imagine, I won't tell you where the, uh, they place, but Rise of the Tomb Raider makes a very strong entry mm -hmm. into the list. Uh, a couple of tough omissions things got bumped off that it always hurts it always hurts everyone's like where's this game it's number 26 and it's number 27 <laughs> it's number 26 and 27 and it crushed our souls <laughs> to put them there i'm sorry but yeah rise of the tomb raider cracks the list oxen free cracks the list oh, yeah it does uh what were some of the other major additions of course halo 5 yep. cracks the list forza yeah. 6 forza 6 actually replaces forza 5 because wow. there's forza 6 is a game that's and that this isn't a bad thing. It it literally eliminates the need for Forza Five because it has almost, if not all, of Five's content. Right. Plus a whole bunch more awesome stuff. Is that live now? The list? Yeah, yeah. it went up on Monday. In fact, so I'm it is. Look at it in the IGN app, which you should download for iOS or Android. Yeah, our app actually is has gotten. I, you know, why I like it because it's pretty fast. It just yeah. you go back and forth between any page you want really quickly. Spoiler warning, but we're doing an update soon. It's not in covers. Really excited about that app. Oh yeah, we are designing a new app. People have been talking about this. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounds um, awesome. But but don't it? say too much because no, like we no, don't no, know no, what'll no. be fine. Yeah, but we we've seen the concept. Yeah. Super yeah, we, excited. It'd be better to underpromise yeah. and overdeliver exactly. rather yeah. than the yeah. other way around. Yeah, like we're we're excited about it, but just know that we are designing a new uh, iOS and Android app. So actually, you know, so there are some people here on the tech side: Mark Ryan, Saley, and, uh, and Sally, Sally, and. Uh, Todd Northcutt over from product are like, you know, talking to people on Twitter, just getting suggestions and ideas. So if you have an idea and you think that you could help us make our apps better, yeah. hit them up on Twitter and maybe absolutely give yeah. them your ideas. And then, uh, so yeah, I don't know what other, I, that was only, what? It's a sneak peek. You got to go read it <laughs> if you go, want to know the rest. Please go read or watch the damn thing. Yeah. It's on IGN or YouTube or mm -hmm. the IGN Xbox One app. Wherever. Run 40 screens, pick one and <laughs> please, watch it. Please choose one <laughs> and enjoy. Uh, and let the list wars continue. Send hate mail to Ryan. At Found the video. <laughs> they already have. Yeah. They already have. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like some, one guy was like, no killer instinct? It, will, um, it was on uh, there. It was a tough cut. Yeah. The tough cut. His that's things. why. That's why I got an Xbox One. I know that's silly, but I was such a Killer Instinct fan when they were bringing it back. I'm like, yep, pre-ordered. Well, I know, and you're Get pumped it. for uh, KI Season Three too. Yeah, they're doing some pretty pretty cool stuff. Arbiter. Yes. I that's have the list. Fun. Shall we read it off? No, 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 no. They gotta go read it. Okay. Like, yeah. Please. That's we, what I was asking. We need jobs. Yeah. We can't what's, give what's it all. What's one more? Because we said we'd tease five. Also, you know, well, I don't know, you know what's real boring. Reading off. a top twenty-five. Well, just let us know one one more on the list that I'm we didn't say. Just what? My goodness, Destin, you are really pushing this. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry. Anyway, all right, we'll move on. The other thing that I'm really proud of, because that's you know, we love podcasts, but. You know the videos are where we where we actually get paid from. So mm -hmm. we would love it if you would check those out True. from time to time. For instance, my other new interview show that I've been doing for a few months called IGN Unfiltered 
there is an iTunes podcast feed version, which you're welcome to enjoy, but maybe also check out the video so that we we can uh, we can keep the lights on around here. But anyway, yeah, Greg Canessa is the guest for the month of February. He, if you don't know him, is the creator, the primary creator. He had a team, of course, but he is the main guy behind Xbox Live Arcade. Hmm. And the dude is super passionate about it to this day. He hasn't worked at Microsoft in like seven years. And he came in, and the guy was on fire. <laughs> I love this guy. Knessa's awesome. Uh, we had a, we talked for, it's a 70-minute episode, Jeez. hour and 10 minutes. <clears throat> he talked about how uh, there's a crazy story of how Xbox Live Arcade almost didn't happen, how he was in a, a big executives meeting and... One guy wanted, who I won't name, you can, he'll name it. <laughs> One guy didn't, was like, nah, we shouldn't do this huh. for, for reasons that are explained. And then, uh, and then someone else, a name you'll recognize, swoops in and goes, no, we need to do this. Make it happen. Cool. So good stories like that. Uh, Bill Gates paid attention to Xbox Live Arcade. He had a favorite Xbox Live Arcade game. Greg describes <laughs> cool that. Cool nation. How did you know? That's why it was free for eight months in a row. <laughs> Bill Gates paid for everybody to enjoy it. Please, oh, I yeah. want everyone to have this game. <laughs> and uh, what else? There was a uh, oh he and he he really uh, hit me right in the heart when he just like me. It's like bring Xbox Live Arcade back, and here's yeah. how, and here's why, and I'm like, yes, hashtag it, start a trend. So please check out episode four of IGN Unfiltered. It is something I'm super proud of, and hopefully people will watch it and they won't cancel it on me because that would be sad for me. I don't think they'll cancel it. It's like a once-a-month interview thing. It's pretty easy to do. I hope so. I'll fight for you, Ryan. Good. I got your back. Well, and you and I, uh, actually, no, not you and I, you and C me and CJ, mm -hmm. we're going to be filming another one next week. There we go. Off-site, which I'm super stoked about. That's also going to be of definite interest and relevance to this audience. I don't even know what's going teaser, on. Teaser, teaser. I don't know. I don't know. Cryptic Ooh, teaser that, that everyone either. hates. You'll have to tell Seriously. me after when we're off the air. Oh, yeah. You'll remember instantaneously when I tell you what it is. But anyway, still going, and I got a few more lined up. I really, really enjoy doing it. So, with enough shameless self-promotion out of the way, uh, oh, how about Deadpool? Who saw Deadpool? Great Everybody movie. Saw Deadpool. Loved it. Liked so it. much fun, right? Yeah. 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 That is that, that, it is exactly... It's Deadpool. It's exactly yeah. what superhero movies needed, I feel like, they at this point. They just nailed yeah, that concept. They the nailed fourth the hero. Wall thing. The performances yeah. were great. Because I think it was, Shark, I think you and I were talking about how I like, we, we both agreed that, man, it's nice when superhero movies focus on smaller, more personal stories rather totally. than these just crazy, epic stage, you know, global domination stage things. It's just, I like them better when they're, much more personal than this movie was. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to get into it because I can talk movies forever and ever, and this is not <laughs> a movies podcast, but I really like Deadpool because it didn't feel like it tried to do anything that wasn't Deadpool, and I'd mean that in terms of the tone and the character, right? Yeah. Like, it really is, at its core, just a revenge story and kind of a love story. Yep. It doesn't try to do anything else that's nope. crazy. It's, like, fail. kind of shallow in both of those ways, but, yeah, but I, it didn't matter to me. Yeah, but, I mean, like, that's what I think is good. It's, like, it doesn't, it doesn't try to be anything... Than shallow, and because of that, it works. Like, <laughs> yeah. It works really well. 
Um, there are other comic book movies that I won't name because people get really angry at me when I name them <laughs> that try to do a little bit Wolverine too movies. much and fail because of that. And when I say fail, I mean fail in doing that thing. It doesn't make it a bad movie. Right, I still course. like them a lot. And they and I certainly enjoy do not fail financially. No, not at all. But uh, Deadpool was great for that reason. It was super fun. I was laughing the whole time, and I thought it was really enjoyable. And I think uh, even the opening credits, which I won't spoil, uh, they yeah, had like, me right away. I was right like, "Yeah, really good." Yep. The tone, perfect. <laughs> really, really smart. Loved a lot of the jokes. Don't want to spoil anything. Tweet at Not Dustin Legary with your favorite joke from the movie <laughs> if you've seen it. Did and, you guys? Uh, uh, I'd love to commiserate. Did anyone else go to the, see the witch? I saw the witch. Yeah, you yeah. guys go. I, I can't. I, I'm too much of a wuss. I can't. I think you'll be fine. So I. Can't stand horror movies. This barely qualifies. Really? Because yeah, you know, the, yeah. the trailer was in front of my Deadpool screening. That's funny. So and it, I was like, "That's I don't think I can handle that." Maybe not. Terrifying. Because it's it's more about just a constant low, long feeling of tension, more so than like, "Ooh, it's scary and bloody." And yeah. Most horror movies, right? Like it's. I we walked out. I think you and I talked about it. You liked it a lot. Altano and I were super lukewarm on it. We're like, that did nothing for me. So, but I can't stop thinking about it. I want to go see it again. <laughs> you, uh, it was so good. You must have been mistaken for someone. I actually thought it was pretty mediocre. Okay. Yeah, which is weird because I've been watching and reading a lot of like just commentary from people. Like, for instance, just this morning, I woke up to a tweet from Stephen King who was like, I saw The Witch and it was terrifying. I can't stop thinking about it. And I was like, I don't everyone think it's loves terrifying. Like, the way like, everyone's describing it is like the scariest Hashtag movie sponsored of the year. tweet right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I mean, I he's Stephen it. King. Like, yeah. No, he's, he's above that. I feel yeah. like that movie is, it's, I don't know, it's its a mystery movie where you always know exactly as much as the characters on screen. You never have more information than they do, which I like. It is very opaque, the but, movie, just it, in terms it, of, yeah. like, not even just in terms of the way it's designed or looks, but in its dialogue, yes. too. Like, it's not as accessible as a horror movie. No, it's and, sort of impenetrable. <laughs> and in that way, it can, it's pretty scary. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, again, don't want to talk about it too much yeah. because people probably haven't seen it. But go watch the trailer for The Witch. It's a different kind it's of horror really movie. We all saw it a few weeks early at the Alamo Draft House. It's been, I think it's in wide release. In, this week. Yeah, this, this week? week. Okay, great. Um, but I heard about it because of Sundance, and it was doing really, really well there, getting a lot of attention. And I was like, a horror movie at Sundance? That's not something you see or hear about every day. So I was really interested. Kind of let down, but okay. I have been thinking about it a lot, Yeah, to your point. Yeah, there are things I still don't like about it and things I kind of wish there was more of. But, like, man, it is so interesting. It is, it such is an refreshing interesting in film. You don't see a lot of good horror movies out these days. I mean, you do, but you don't really see people talking about them. Or you see people talking about them, and they're like, horror movies aren't scary. And I'm like, that's because you're watching it on your phone. Yeah. <laughs> True. In the comfort of your own home. In you ever broad see that, daylight. That, Go see it in a theater yeah. in the dark with a whole bunch of people who want to be there. That'll make a horror movie yeah. scary. Yeah, it's not It's not scary in the same way that most horror movies are like. Like, I can't do horror either. I really hate the feeling of dread. I, I watched Ooh, The I Ring. It. Literally like this, yeah. Because my my wife wanted to see it, yeah. and I, I I could I was just I was like on the couch. Just, <laughs> yeah. I was I didn't watch I didn't watch it. I was listening to it. Yeah, I didn't saw, watch it. I when the ring came out, I saw it with a bunch of friends on Halloween, and I was like twelve or something. I can't remember how old I was Man. when it came out, but it was a while ago. And I remember being terrified. Like that movie's really scary, dude. It follows like totally oh, yeah, re-energized yeah. my interest in horror. Like I I can't stand most horror stuff, but it follows is so good. I really really want to make a horror man. They're cool. It's a cool genre to lean on. Anyway. I want to write like a horror screenplay now. Someday. <laughs> Let's do it. Movie. Keeping, keeping it real. Uh, is, we'll be back right after this. Yeah. And we now return you to Podcast Unlocked. All right. Let's come right back and do some Xbox news for you just after this.
All right, news time. So, yeah, we recorded a tad early last week, mm-hmm. and what happens? The As internet always. loses its mind. <laughs> Quantum Break. This yeah. is a game that we should all be excited about because it looks amazing. Yeah. The new footage that's out, including IGN's own. So a bunch of media folks went to Remedy in Finland. We sent a contingent. Sadly, none of us could go ourselves. Brought back a whole bunch of footage. Big preview. Played uh, our, our folks played the first, I don't know, couple hours of the game. And the game looks phenomenal, but... That's not what the internet wanted to talk about. No, of course mm-hmm. not. That day. What they want to talk about? What happened? They wanted to talk about the fact that Quantum Break is now coming to PC. Day no! <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, no one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Destin, why don't you care about this? It's just that happens all the time. Because if you yeah. were to take a just snapshot of the internet, it seems like a lot of people really care about this, which I think is interesting. I guess. I, I'm, on, I'm on your side. I don't care. It's well, not a big deal. I mean, Xbox One does definitely need more console exclusives where they only launch on their console. That would be great. But I don't I, think it really impacts anything, and I don't, I don't really understand why the internet would be upset about this. So the, a big, uh, there are a few big arguments that got thrown out that day. Uh, one of them was, well, why should I buy an Xbox? Well, if all these games are just hitting money. so dumb, because that, Mitch, argument, take it away. that argument become is so thin, because that argument then becomes, okay, this game is coming to Xbox, it's coming to PC, I own an Xbox, why did I buy this thing if it's just going to come to PC? Most of the people who say that, I strongly suspect, are not going to play it on PC, especially since it's not coming to Steam, which is this whole other dumb thing that is actually worth talking about. But the, the notion that... Wait, game- how are you getting it then? Games My Windows, Windows Store, yes, oh. the Windows Store. <laughs> the, it's, That's terrible. It is so preposterous to be angry about a game that you're excited about being accessible to more people. Yeah, I Ex- don't know why Exclusivity that is. and passion for a uh, platform, I understand. But at, that is, like, at the expense of another person, that is not acceptable. It's like when you were a kid and, like, you had a band that you liked that you didn't, that other people didn't really know about. And then when they got famous or hit mainstream, you're like, I don't like them anymore because they're successful. And it's like, <laughs> why do you hate them? They're on that? a different label now, so I hate them. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's the same thing. It's like, if you were going to play the game, you were going to enjoy it regardless of the platform. And now more people get to enjoy it. And if you mm-hmm. were the type of person who, okay, you do have a PC a gaming PC, and an Xbox, and now you have a choice. Why is that a problem? How does yeah. that devalue well, one or the other? <clears throat> correct. And here's the thing. is why, all right, why buy an Xbox? Because a PC, the PC it would take to run Quantum Break as well or better than an Xbox One runs it, probably going to set you back a thousand bucks or close to it. Yeah. Well, at least. Yeah. So the Xbox One is a plug-and-play convenient solution that's $350. Yeah. Versus a PC that's more than double that. Yeah. So that that I think for me that ends the so-called argument right there. Got a question with, here. when it comes to that. Yeah. Do you think Microsoft made this decision because of what happened with Tomb Raider? No. No. Because well, Tomb Raider launched Xbox only, then PC. That, I've been saying, and it's coming to PS4 for a year. That Quantum Break is going to launch day and date on PC because yeah. I imagine they've been thinking the same thing. They. It is a giant property for them it is a big exclusive they paid a lot of money for this <clears throat> remedy is a de- yeah they've been funding it for a while it yeah. Benefits, so yeah it benefits microsoft to do this as well pc obviously they are they, they have own, vested interest yeah. in the pc market windows despite gabe newell's protesting is still like a primary pc platform and 
it helps them to spread the IP to it it just makes the game more accessible to a larger audience, it makes them well, more money, it makes gamers happy because they mm-hmm. have a choice. And now you have an option to play it two ways. You could, you know, play it on PC with mouse and keyboard if you'd like, or if you want, you can go control or big screen TV in your living room and sit on the couch. Now you have options. Options are always good. Mm-hmm. I I feel like this shouldn't have caught anybody off guard because Microsoft laid out their Microsoft changed their entire structure and culture. Uh, what a couple of years ago when Satya Nadella took over, yeah, and they became a company that was about systems, mm-hmm. uh, services rather, and going where being where their customers are wherever that may be, whether it's Office on an on an Apple device, or you know in this case Xbox on a Windows device. This was all laid out a year or two ago. And we've already seen the likes uh, of what? ReCore, Halo Wars 2, I think Cuphead, and some other ones, other first-party Xbox exclusives that already have PC versions confirmed. And spoiler alert, probably, if they're not already, because I actually don't know, but I'm guessing, you know, Inside, Sea of Thieves, Crackdown 3, Gears of War 4, Scalebound... Most, if not all of that, will probably also come to PC. Yeah. Uh, Look no further than Remedy's last game, Alan Wake. Mm -hmm. A game that was loved, was absolutely beloved by those that played it. It was an Xbox 360 exclusive. It came to Windows much later. And it it didn't have enough success out of the gate to get a sequel off the ground, even though Remedy said they wanted to make a sequel. Yeah, and fans wanted it because the game was awesome. And so they couldn't make that sequel, even though, and when it did come to PC later, guess what? It did pretty well. You know, there were some, there were some like humble bundles and sales and stuff, but it it sort of did find a second life on the PC. So I just don't understand the, uh, the argument here. You know, if you say, well, I should, so I should have just bought a PC and a PS4. Okay. Guess what? Didn't do that. Like Mi- Microsoft doesn't care. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. want they'll they'll get your money whether you're playing Quantum Did Break play on a PC yeah. or an Xbox. That PC have Windows on it? Great, don't care. Also, <laughs> you know, like, that's what they're thinking. Just, just who cares? Nobody cares that you're going to play it somewhere else. Like if you're like, "Well, I'm going to play it on PC." All right. Have like, fun. Do whatever <laughs> you want. You're going to have a great like, time. But don't Take it away from other people. Like, don't try to ruin other people's excitement because for some reason you feel unaffected, you feel negatively affected That's the by this thing being <clears throat> more accessible. It doesn't make any sense. Console exclusives being like the most valuable thing is an archaic mentality in the digital age where all of this stuff is just accessible by virtue of the internet. Like, we do just have devices. Like, filmmakers have had to do it when they're now they understand that their movies may not be seen in theaters but seen on iPads yep. or on people's computers right. and it's like that's you can you can have those thoughts about well the cinema experience sitting in the theater is the best experience and I have them but at the same time you can't harp on people for wanting to watch it on Netflix or in the comfort of their own home and similarly you can't fault people for wanting to be able to play whatever game on whatever device if it's there Choice is never a bad thing. I'm right, just exactly. Saying that. Like, just play it wherever you want. Like, if you want to play it on your Xbox and it's still coming to Xbox, like, just because it's coming to PC doesn't mean you don't get to play it now. Yeah. It doesn't mean the game is going to be make worse. It, yeah, it doesn't make it worse. It's still the same game. It's just a matter of, you know, I was going to say, like, it's just a matter of input, but maybe not even. You could, if, if you play it on PC you play or with an console, Xbox One you can controller. still play with the control, yeah, controller if you want. I think part of the reaction is also because kind of what I alluded to in the beginning of this segment was that 
Xbox users want to see Xbox One succeed, and they worry that this will be to the detriment of the platform. And, like, I don't know if that's necessarily true. Uh, I mean, all the money is still going to Microsoft if you're playing it on Windows or Xbox One. But they're like, I want to have, like, that shining example on Xbox One to tout against the PlayStation but 4. But Microsoft doesn't care. I think Microsoft the, doesn't the, care. The, the community does. S- certain but the com- segments of the community. That. They still have mm-hmm. that game. Yeah. The game still isn't coming to PlayStation. You still get what you want. Like, I don't understand the notion that, like, because a console, in from a business perspective, look at the word exclusive, right? Like, it's a console, it's an Xbox exclusive. Exclusive, by its nature, means exclusionary because it's not coming to PlayStation. The fact that it's coming to PC, which is a comparable platform to the mm-hmm. Xbox One, it's something that is separate in terms of the PlayStation Store and the Xbox yeah. Store, but it's a Windows product. Like, it's a Microsoft game. They're going to sell it on their platforms, which is Windows, and they're going to continue to do so, like Ryan said. But just because they are excluding a certain portion of the audience in PlayStation doesn't mean that the audience who is anticipating that game should also be exclusionary of yeah. anybody else who is not them. You're not a cult. Dial it back. And yeah, and the secondary argument, which we already covered really well, was uh, their concern that they're getting an inferior product on Xbox One. But that's simply not true. You have to invest way more money to play the slightly better looking version on PC. Well, and if you've seen the system specs uh, for PC Quantum Break, they're high. And going (laughs) off of that, I was going to say, like, I'll bet you that because the game was designed, like, and has been designed for Xbox One. I'll bet you that the PC, like, version of it isn't that much better. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll be better because it'll the be hardware, better. yeah, yes, the hardware will be... Yeah, <laughs> no more right. limitations. But yeah. Right, but the game was designed and built, and I presume, um, without any evidence, this is speculation, presumed to be ported or developed for in the later stage of his life for PC after this decision was made, or maybe it was well, done from the very, very beginning. Well, of course, the secret I is, I mean, Xbox Ones and PS4s are PCs, so there's... Yep. Yeah, they run off that arc. What? They're... Right, right. But what I mean is, like, you know, when you start, even with games that are designed on PC, like architecture for consoles, at the beginning, they design them on machines that have the specs of the console so that they're not overshooting and then delivering a product that. That's what a dev kit is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But to my point, like, I try to put myself in the position of someone who might be angry about this by using an example that. affects me the opposite way, which is, for instance, a game I've really, really wanted to play, but I don't have a PS4 uh, or a PC at this point, is Firewatch, right? I was going to mention, I was going to bring this up. Go ahead. I don't want to buy a PS4 yet because I don't think the games are there for me, personally. Uh, But the idea that it is on PS4 and PC is actually a good thing for me because then I do recognize, well, PC is something I've wanted to build for a long time, and there are people out there who probably don't own a PS4 who have had PCs from prior prior gaming experiences Mm -hmm. who now have access to this game, which only helps the developer make more back on absolutely that which is it's just it's just again yeah i mean having that choice is just a good thing a a lot of sit on the spectrum and and what i'll just add to that is uh a a lot of i hope a lot of people realize that many ps4 exclusives are also on pc firewatch the witness uh the tim schaefer games that have come over Mm -hmm. there is a pretty sizable list of of the ps4's exclusives that are also on pc as well this is not this is not only uh, a Microsoft practice that is happening with this. So uh, this is this is just. I mean, 
the Quantum Break coming to PC increases the odds of Quantum Break being a successful game by probably at least 50%, totally. if not more. I mean, that's the bottom line. And uh, That's good, because that company gets to make other games. Though. Yeah. If you or want sequels, if you want remedy to, remedy to keep making games, <laughs> this is a good thing. Also, Sean, you have a PC at your desk. You probably play Firewatch on your lunch break for a week and complete it. <laughs> so, if that's one that you're really yeah. into, uh, yeah, we have it on our Steam account. So, check it out. And uh, the final point I wanted to make on this is, I just think it's sad that the internet rage, and I'm not saying it's the majority. Again, it's it's a loud contingent of people that the the internet rage over Quantum Break this this past week totally shifted the conversation around Quantum Break away from the fact that it looks phenomenal mm-hmm. and it became a, plat- a a weird platform war instead of wow look how great Quantum Break looks mm-hmm. and that's a that's an unfortunate disservice to I think the entire community for how good yeah. this game looks I mean one thing I've learned about working in this industry is like we're almost always dealing with the loud minority right like the vocal minority you step outside of the industry for a little bit or you talk to someone who's into games but doesn't like read IGN or read our games on Reddit or whatever. Right. And they are saying Quantum Break looks cool and that's the end of it. <laughs> they don't really care or even know that it's coming to PC. Um, so, I mean, it seems like people are, but on both sides, are just making mountains out of molehills. Like, I don't think this is actually a big deal and I don't think a lot of people out there actually think it's a big deal. It's just this small group of people who are fervently advocating for you know xbox one exclusives because they feel like it'll help them keep pace with ps4 which again even if you are one of those people i don't really get why you care no the real travesty here is that microsoft is sabotaging this game on pc by not putting it on steam well that's and that's (laughs) that's that's the part where you could legitimately take issue with because what i said earlier about microsoft uh repositioning itself as a services-based company, putting its products where it's where customers want to be. Guess what the number it, yeah, one it's, service it's is. It's very yeah. hypocritical for it to not... But, it, it, I mean, there's kind of a give and take, right? Like, nobody's going to buy it on Windows Store if it's on Steam, and they're trying to get Windows Store off the ground, but you're also... But you're, you're excluding you're, the audience that right. wants to you're support artificially... You crippling the potential PC you know sales what, of the game by keeping it off of Ubisoft's Steam. got it figured out because Ubisoft has its own store, its own launcher, its own everything with Uplay. Yeah. But you buy it through Steam and you verify it through Uplay and it means you have to have Uplay because Ubisoft wants you to be involved. They right. Register. It's good for them to have that. But you can launch the game, you can play it on Steam. It's a Steam game that just requires a little bit of verification. So if they did that, if Microsoft had a Windows game launcher or whatever to verify your purchases to let it talk to Steam... That would make a lot of sense, but this they don't. Not. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is nonsense. But and Ryan, I'm really you know why? The GDC, the third year in a row, where you and I sit at a panel where Phil Spencer says, "Guys, really, this is the year we really pretend to care about PC games." <laughs> <laughs> Three years running, we're going to go to this Windows and Xbox relationship panel, and it's going to be same old. Just as interesting as it's always been. You know why they do that? It's about sharing money. They're just like we can have a hundred percent profit if we launch though, it like, on our own service. What is the rev cut? Like, right. I can't imagine it's that big for Steam. There's a bunch of indie devs out there. Who well, I think it's it's seventy thirty, just like it is on all the other major app services. Yeah, and they might see it as like if they force everyone to use the Windows Store, they might make more money on fewer customers than they would if they sold more copies of the game on Steam and made less money. I know another company that Fair does point. that same thing. Yeah, I think uh, I don't know that. I don't know that that's a good strategy because. Steam 
I, I don't know, it's basically ubiquitous on the PC platform. Like, everyone in the world who plays PC games plays on Steam or has a Steam account and is all about growing My mom Steam has a library. Steam account. Yeah. <laughs> like, Bagel. it's... Plus, it's all yeah, self-contained. That's the one. Right? That's like when I got just, a Steam account. <laughs> it's not just the store, but it's also a community. It's also like a friends list that like persists. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I mean, without I, I don't know that the store component is the most important thing. Like that Steam offers. Obviously, it's a big part of it, right? Yeah. But like, there's all this other infrastructure that Microsoft Store doesn't appear to have that doesn't really allow for the gaming sort of experience to take hold the way it does on Steam, and if they want the Microsoft Store to be a real thing and people to legitimately buy this game in the Microsoft Store without it being available on Steam, they have to offer those services in a real way that isn't, like, gimped, that, like, actually works. Like, you mentioned Ubisoft doing it the right way. They have to take, like, that dramatic of an approach to it. Yeah. Keep calm and quantum break on. That is the yeah. <laughs> that is the message. Game's out April whatever, the first Tuesday in April. Right around uh, the corner, really. Yeah, I'm super stoked about it. Can't wait to play it. I presume we're going to get to play it at the Xbox Showcase, which is happening next week already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think soon. So. so I guess we'll we'll Coming have like soon. sort of a pre-show on next week's episode, and then the week after we'll dive all the way into what we played, depending on whatever the embargo is that they set for it. So, because yeah, we're all going to that, aren't we? Oh yeah, yeah. we'll be there. All right, let's move on, Mitch. Yes, sir. Let's talk a little Fallout Four DLC. We got some details of it. Those of you that bought the season pass, I don't want to have the season pass discussion again for the seventeen thousandth time. <laughs> I'm a f- I'm a fan. I've really come around. I love season pass. <laughs> Damn it, Mitch. He's shaking his head no for the <laughs> listeners. Uh, that was sarcasm. We got some details on the first wave of Fallout Four DLC. Destin, you know Fallout Four mm-hmm. better than anybody. You want to? You don't. I'm not expecting you to read this, but you want to. I kind of want to read it. Have you not read this yet? No, I read it. You read it. Okay. Automatron price nine ninety nine stop, coming please, in stop. March. Oh come on, this is fun to do. <laughs> the mysterious not fun to to mechanist. I you, that. you won't even let me read the description. The mysterious <laughs> mechanist has unleashed a horde of evil robots into the Commonwealth, including the devious Robobrain. Hunt them down and harvest their parts to build and mod your own custom robot companions. Choose from hundreds of mods, mixed limbs, armor, abilities, and weapons like the all-new Lightning Chain Lightning Chain Guard! Even customize their paint schemes and choose their voices! Choose their voices! All right. I'm calling it there. We're not doing the other two. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Wasteland Workshop. You get to capture stuff in the, the wildland, like Pokemon. Death Claws. You can capture raiders and stuff. That and then you can have fun. them all fight. Dude, Fallout 4 Pokemon sounds awesome. I would play yeah. that game. Yeah. I'm going to play that Workshop DLC. Five bucks for that one. Yeah. And, and then the big one, the $25 yeah. Woo! Called it. Shivering Isles type expansion. Go ahead. This is the one I'm really excited about. Far Harbor. Uh, you got a new case with Valentine's Detective Agency about a woman and a secret colony of synths, and you get to kind of investigate and solve this mystery. Uh, that sounds great. I love the Valentine's Detective Agency. It was my favorite part of the game. Um, yeah, I can't wait to play that mission for sure. And this is... They, they're kind of teasing that this is the first wave. Like, they're going to do more. Uh, this is uh, March, April, and May's DLC, at which point I would imagine they'll take a little bit of a break to give the team to, you know, time to make more. Um, but it's cool to see Fallout getting supported this heavily for this long. Well, and here's the second part of this, is that... That was March, uh, April, May. That was March, yeah. April, May. Yeah. So they are expanding. They're, they wanted, they're going to do more. Uh, probably the game exceeded their sales expectations, and they went... Let's keep this gravy train rolling, shall mm-hmm. we? 
So they're going to do more content. If you already bought the season pass, you'll you'll just get that. So that is uh, making a rare case for the sight unseen season pass being super valuable because yeah. the price of the season pass is going up. So if you already bought it, you're good to go. You're going to get all this content and the next wave as well. If you haven't, the price will go from a $30 season pass to a $50 season pass. They're saying that it will be $60 worth of content. Uh, and I, what I think, guys, is, I, and Destin, I think you predicted it on our Bethesda E3 press yeah. briefing thing that we'd see Fallout 4 DLC. I think you're right. It's just that we're going to see probably the second wave of it since this is March, April, June, May, July, August. and E3 is in June, they'll yeah. probably preview whatever the second wave of it is, right? Yeah, yeah June, July, August. That that kind of makes sense. <clears throat> this is uh, awesome because, sorry, I didn't want to interrupt. Go ahead. Oh, I mean, are, are they going to do one every month for the rest of the year? That'd be ridiculous, right? I'm going to guess it's it'll be three more months if they're, yeah. you know, if this is... They'll do three months, skip two months, three months, skip two months. Probably. Something do like we that. know what the status is for Fallout 4 mods on Xbox One? Oh, and then don't forget... <laughs> Well, after question. the after yeah. the final wave's done, in the fourth quarter, they can sell the game again as a game of the year. That's right. Here's my thought. Right. I'll bet you that they're doing a bunch of DLC to kind of buy time. I mean, they always had it planned, for sure, and I'm sure it's going to be the, good. But until they get mods rolling out the door for Xbox One, because and, here's the thing. I don't know if you guys have been seeing all the mods for GTA V, right? But that game has much extended life. Oh, Just by huge. virtue of mods, and there, I'll bet you that that is a big part of Bethesda's strategy. Well, and that's John, the there's like a million Fallout 4 mods too. People are like making custom textures for the different doors, yeah. and like making it so you can build like more Make stuff so in your actually fit your together. wasteland. <laughs> uh, craftable ammo was like one of the first ones that I'm like, why yeah. isn't that in the game? That doesn't make sense to me. You can have robots patrol your settlement. A lot of settlement stuff, but then there's also open world stuff like different costumes. There's a ton of stuff the community has done. Yeah, and I think like yeah. a large. I mean, I'm one of them. I'm one of the people who bought Xbox, the Xbox One version of Fallout 4, and I want to play more of that stuff on it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when they announced it, they kind of paired in this idea of it having uh, mods on Xbox One. That's why I bought the Xbox One version. Which I think is a super interesting idea because, you know, you don't really see that that much. Mods Mm -hmm. are generally a PC thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen it happen with GTA and other games where, like, mods extend the game's life Shelf, the shelf life for a long time, and, and I want what I, that on Xbox One. Yeah, what I was going to say was it was, you know, at E3, which was the first, the, the big reveal for Fallout 4, I talked to Todd Howard uh, behind closed doors, and he had said that the mod stuff which should start should roll out to Xbox One in early in the year. They seem to be lagging a little behind on that, to your point of, okay, let's do, we'll just throw some cool DLC out, buy ourselves a little more time. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I got to figure the the mod stuff can't be too far behind. Here. I can't. I don't think it's that far behind, but I'll bet you, like, it's, I don't know. When I was super excited about the announcement, but just from a technical side, it seems like a difficult thing to achieve, right? Because, yes, consoles are basically PCs or they're built on the same PC architecture that gaming PCs are, but, like... The quality control of mods over like an Xbox Live system versus like a PC system is much, it's much harder to regulate. Like, I just wonder the technical challenges. I wonder if that's what's holding them back, you know, like making sure that the mods they release to consoles or that they, when they release mods to consoles, that they're not buggy messes that brick consoles right. or store games or rune saves or stuff like that, which PC people, PC gaming people are pro, are, you know, 
they're used to dealing with stuff like that, stuff that's a little more alpha or beta when it comes to mods than regular. I don't know if console people are up for that yet, or Bethesda is just trying to get to a point where they're sure that they can kind of strike a good balance to where it's good for both people. Yeah, all well, all good points. So look for a lot more Fallout 4 DLC as the year rolls on. Destin, another another good Destin story yeah. here. Mass Effect. Any Mass Effect news, and I automatically yeah. see drool start to come out of the corner of your mouth. Well, this oh, one, no, this one, you're going to see some tears. <laughs> yeah, this well, one's yeah. exciting, and but also, I, can I loop? Sad. Can I loop it in with the the other story, the last one, because they're kind of together. Oh sure, go yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah, it makes so sense. So the Mass Effect Andromeda lead writer Chris Schlurf. Uh, he's leaving Bioware Montreal to join Bungie and work on the story of Destiny. Boy, if you're Destiny gonna, jokes here, everybody. If you're going to leave, if you're going to leave yeah. Bioware and Mass Effect, yeah, I guess that's what you leave it for. Is that? <laughs> yeah, well, Destiny's a big game, but they have a huge challenge for Destiny Two, the sequel. Um, and that's where I want to kind of bring in the other story for a second. Uh, the yeah. Destiny sequel and expansion are given release windows. We're getting a, uh, a large new expansion to Destiny in 2016. We knew that already. Uh, and a full game sequel in 2017. Vince owes me a steak dinner. Okay. Yes. I, want to, I want to point it out. That isn't confirmed yet. Oh, my God. That it you, has a number. You lost the bet, the bet, Sean. The bet was that you said it would have de- like a number in I the title. I did say that. Nowhere in here does say it that. say that. Like game's Des- gonna be called Destiny Two. So Are you crazy. Yeah. It says it's just a full Destiny sequel. Mm-hmm. Called Destiny Two. Guaranteed. We, it doesn't say that far. I'll though. bet you steak dinner. <laughs> oh, so what are they gonna? I'm just saying Destiny that two. the bet isn't over yet. Gotcha. What, what, I, what I'll say is. The expansion packs are all called Destiny colon blah Whatever. blah blah. Yeah, they're the full game. They're they're gonna put the number on it. Otherwise, people are going to confuse it for. An expansion pack. It will be Destiny 2, maybe Destiny 2 colon, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it, there will be a number two in there. Okay. The, so, only, the, only, the only question is if it will be an Arabic number two or a Roman no- numeral two. <laughs> that's it. So, so the Destiny expansion and sequel news, that's kind of a little bit older. This uh, Bioware Destiny thing just happened like yesterday. So Bioware's been wh- losing a lot of talent, too. Chris yeah, like. Schlurf, uh, what do we know that he's worked on before? Did, anything? Uh, yeah, actually, I looked this up and I totally so, forgot. While Mitch, look while, Mitch looks, Mitch. while Mitch looks that up, uh, let's talk about Mass Effect 4 for a second. Yeah, let's. Chris is saying it's gonna, it's really gonna blow people away. So this doesn't well, mean anything. This is the equivalent yeah. of like the quote from uh, yeah. the Falcon actor in the Avengers, be like the new Civil War movie is the best Marvel movie yet. Like nobody's gonna say it's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Age of Ultron is better, but this one's fine. Okay, like, I, I love this quote because he definitely believes in Mass Effect 4. Of course, he's not going to say something bad about his previous employer, but that gives me high hopes for Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, that's great. And this guy is now going to go work on Des- the Destiny sequel, which means Bungie really cares about nailing that story well, in the sequel. They have to. They have to eat humble pie for that sequel uh, or they're screwed. It tells me that they're that yeah. they're saying, okay, let's spend the money and let's, let's, yeah. let's play, you know... Uh, New York Yankees kind of baseball, and let's just go sign, let's go sign an external yeah. solution, and you know, pay whatever that's going to take to yeah. bring in somebody to help us out yeah. uh, making Destiny Two story great. Chris was excited to work on Mass Effect. He seems excited to work on Destiny. He also there's also another quote that's not here. It's like I think we have some 
great stories to tell. I'm paraphrasing, yeah, but it was something along those lines. Uh, he also wrote on Halo Four. Awesome, Halo, Halo 4, Four. That was the other big one. That's right. So I'm a big fan. Yeah, pretty excited about yeah, this really this like shift. Two two great games well, ideally are the outcome of this. And I, and I will say, if you're a big Mass Effect fan, like I know you are, Destin, mm. I wouldn't sweat this too much because I have to figure. The lead, the the bulk of the writing That's is exactly over on Mass Effect Andromeda. Now, this of course means that Chris won't be writing on Mass Effect Five, Six, etc. Yeah. Or well, uh, what might have happened is he might have laid the groundwork for any sequels that link together in the way Mass just Effect as, One, just Two, and as Three. Just as Drew Carpishin exactly. wrote the first game and kind of laid out the groundwork yeah. for the sequels before uh, he left Bioware. Yeah. Yeah, you might you might very well be right, but yeah, I think. This isn't going to have a big effect on Andromeda itself because that's probably already largely in the can from the writing perspective. I kind of wonder if Chris is the kind of guy that can't stand working on something for more than three years. Does Halo 4? He's like, all right, I'm, that's enough Halo. Does Mass Effect? All right, okay, that friend, that Maybe. series was cool. Yeah, yeah. could be. Yeah. I don't know. It's, this yeah. just gives me so much hope for Destiny because they're yeah. like they can't do what they did with the first one in terms of narrative. Yeah. Like they know they have to have more than just oh, a world. All yep. eyes will be on the story Big for time. Destiny. I think two. they understand that. I mean, we talked a lot of we talked a lot about it on Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny podcast that Justin right. and I host, uh, where the Taken King shows that they obviously paid a much higher degree of attention to storytelling and characterization and all that. I just love that we're reading that it's news to us and to the community and to gamers out there that we're talking about writers because yes. it just shows us that, I don't know, we're at a point where writing is important in games and people want good writing. And yep. for a lot of people, it is what they play games for. And uh, especially, you know, I, I, like you, am a huge fan of both Destiny and obviously Mass Effect. Uh, the writing and the characterization in the first three uh, games is basically what brought me to that series and so I have high hopes for Andromeda and so to talk about writers of this caliber working on stuff like that and then moving to different properties and potentially bringing their quality to that franchise as well that's super awesome for me and it's just good for gamers developers look at Street Fighter 5 they, oh, or they don't well no 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 let me as a yeah. bad example yes. of what not to do they released a bare bones product and they pushed the story out to June and people are like this isn't acceptable and releasing products that are bare bones is becoming less and less acceptable to the More audience. On that, listen to IGN Overclocked, where I'm going to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, just a minor note on the Street Fighter thing. Didn't at some point though, Capcom say they wanted to start thinking of those games, or not just those games as a platform? Yeah, as a platform, mm -hmm. as a service. So doesn't this kind of fit in line with that? Fits in line with it. It doesn't mean it's the best thing for the consumer. But you're still not. The problem yeah. is that it's still a sixty dollar game. Yeah, exactly. Your yes. service cannot you're not be a, paying fifteen dollars yeah. a month or something. Yeah. Your service cannot be a sixty dollars skeleton. Right. Yes. Exactly. That makes sense. So that's just like a philosophical difference. Your the philosophy is right. Games as a service, but then how you charge people is wrong. Yeah, games can be a bare bone thing that builds over time and grows over time. If you're paying like ten bucks a month to do it, or like fifteen bucks, like in World of Warcraft, you're paying a subscription model. And the game well, that's a terrible example. Well, I think that's a really bad example, Sean, because World of Warcraft fight, launched fight, fight, and fight. it had a ton of content at launch. Well, it's different game. It's an MMO. Mm -hmm. But if you compare World of Warcraft Vanilla to Burning Crusade, the follow up. You're paying the same amount for both, and one's a much bigger and much more different game. My point is that not that Street Fighter should do what World of Warcraft does, but mm -hmm. that World of Warcraft got it right in terms of selling the game as a service and then charging the right amount for that service. Yes. Whereas Street or, Fighter is, let's do the service thing, but it's still $60, which is the, the price tag we pay for a complete Or package. you could be Halo 5 and ship a complete game 
with yeah. full single player, and full co-op, amazing multiplayer, and then, multiplayer, and then update free. update it for free every month with new maps and things. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five also falls into the same category with Grand Theft Auto Online. Exactly. Check out the goodwill that those two games engender in their communities, and and guess what? Everybody that bought Halo Five and GTA Five are gonna buy. GTA 6. You know how Halo, Halo 5 supports it? Rec packs. GTA yeah. mm-hmm. has a similar online currency, I believe, where you kind of support them through that manner. That's what know. I was going to say. But it's totally a, optional. Totally and, yeah, optional. And you the don't game isn't rigged it. to, yes. to a, need it. As mm-hmm. a caveat for that, yeah, like there, there are the rec packs that you can buy. I, out of, you know, just the way I don't buy things unless I really have to, so I just earn the in-game currency by playing and then use that to buy the, rec- the rec- requisition packs. There is now this arena bundle that's available. If you guys haven't been paying attention to Halo 5, it's $25. So that's something that the community is like, that's a little steep. But that's the stuff that's keeping all of this map packs, all these optional packs, stuff. optional and free. Yeah. yeah. This is a way bigger topic. We should probably move on to some some numbers. <laughs> something, something a little fluffier? Yeah. Well, we could talk about it for a very long time. Yeah. So That's a whole show right there. Yeah, it is. Uh, let's talk a little sales numbers. Of course, we talk, you know, the NPDs are... Less of a full picture than ever. They don't include digital. They don't include Walmart. They don't include uh, bundles. Retail. But it's a, it's a snapshot of how the game industry is doing from a, from a sales perspective. So the top 10 games uh, for the month of January were released. And f- number one, Black Ops 3, the Call of Duty train rolls on, Yeah, mm-hmm. is the number one game. Shocked at number two. Mm. Grand Theft Auto 5 is the number two <laughs> selling game. Still, Still. Hold on. Still. In January of 2016, a game that originally released in September of 2013. It wow. Is number two selling game for the month of January. Uh, Three two, years over two years that. later. Do you over know when two it, years later. Off the top of your head, do you know when it came to Xbox One and PS4? November of 2014. It's crazy. So, yeah. That game is a monster. A, a year and change <laughs> just on the new platforms. And But again, congrats on your well cash worth cow, it. Rockstar. Well, you know, but see, here's the thing. You know what that means? That it means just like with 5... Whenever we get Grand Theft Auto 6 in probably three or four years from now, it will be a game that has it was developed with unlimited money, yeah. No, no spared, no expense. Mm-hmm. Uh, the talent will be, you know, other than we talked about uh, Leslie Benzies leaving, but that team is intact and they're probably all paid very well to keep to stay there and keep doing their thing. Six will be. Another monster yeah. will be a, will be a, an absolute. I mean, you know, if it fails, it will have it will have no excuses for failing. It will I, only there be is, there is no other game out there, and it won't fail. There's no, yeah, there's no, no chance. Well. You can't. It, yeah, those movies can't fail. I mean, those yeah. like like big blockbuster movies, they can't fail like that. Uh, what I was gonna say is, there is no other game in this industry where like hundreds of email chains go by in just the industry when a screenshot probably pops up mm-hmm. or like. People go crazy just for like remember heli- that helicopter screenshot that we always see. Well, that was kind of an internal joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but it became, Y'all no, see those new GTA for us. Though, but that's what I mean. It's yeah. like those hap- those are everywhere in the community. Like anytime a screenshot, just a screenshot pops up, like air flight. Everyone's talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, confirmed. Another thing about five. Uh, four was good. Five is like on a whole nother level. It's a yeah. fantastic product. 
fantastic. I think. Product. I mean, I've said this before. I think Grand Theft Auto Five is probably one of the ten best video games ever made. Yeah, I really believe that. And then Red Dead Two is going to come. Wow, to crush it. <laughs> Maybe getting Red Dead backwards. As soon as that's activated, Dark Souls backwards. Ugh, everyone. So excited. Everyone play Red Dead. Just send a message. Yeah, uh, I'm um, going to. Me too. I really want to replay Red Dead. The rest of the top ten. It's all right. Number three, <laughs> NBA 2K16. That is very qu- not quietly, but you know you don't necessarily think about it. it that game's a juggernaut every year. That's doing yep. That's the doing millions hoops. and millions of copies. Yes. Battlefront. Number four, not Star Wars, continuing again. to do well because it is a good core game. But you've got that Star Wars buzz. Very happy to see this. It's number five spot. Number five, Fallout Four. So interesting that uh, Battlefront outsells Fallout, mm-hmm. and they're both on the same platforms. Uh, I'm surprised it's still on the list. Very happy it's still on the list. Yeah, so Why? Fallout 4 continues to, to show yeah. strongly. Why in January? That's I don't know. Anyway. Minecraft. Unstoppable. 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 One, and then you have the order of sales next to it. Still 360. Correct. Dominating. Then Xbox One, PS4, PS3. When we're Somebody, talking retail, of yeah. course. These we are always, the retail discs. I think anytime we talk about Minecraft, we bring it up. But it's still amazing to me that there are people out there who don't own Minecraft. That's what I mean, though. Is like what? Really? Actually, you don't I, own it on anything? I do. I have, have it on, on my phone. And I have on it on PC. my. I have it on my 360. I just don't play it. That's what I mean, uh, though. Okay. Is like it's hard to believe no. that there are people out there who really one don't own Minecraft at this point somewhere, and then two that people who own Minecraft are probably still buying it on other platforms. Seems I, like I bought it. it on my phone because I wanted to play on the train. Yeah. I have a ridiculous train ride, so I, I never I got into. I bought it on 360 when it released games. on 360. I played it for like <laughs> an hour, and I was like, "This is not my type of game." I've said it before. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. you give me, me, I'm a linear type of gamer. Like you have to direct my attention. If you put me in a world where you're like, do anything, then I will do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Paralyzed by yeah, exactly. par- par- by your freedom. I spend like an hour just choosing a movie on Netflix. Like, <laughs> I can't uh, spend. 20 hours building a spaceship or whatever I can build out of blocks. Here's every Minecraft experience for me. Well, I built a house. It's pretty safe. I'm done. <laughs> I won the game. You're going to... Yeah. Uh, let's continue the rest of the top 10. At number seven, this is a very strong showing here. Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. You know, it came yeah. out in December. We all thought, oh boy, December release. That's tough. But it is, it is uh, actually moved up. I believe, I think it was number eight. Might, yeah. maybe, maybe just a spot or two lower on its original on, on the end. Uh, pardon me, the December list. It's a so, really good shooter. It's a and great shooter. A lot shooter. of people are streaming it. A lot of people are still talking. There's a about great it. community yeah. that's yeah. built up for this game, and uh, Ubisoft is supporting it. They're yeah. paying close attention to it. That's another game. Free map packs. A lot of free ongoing content I, for that game. I was really worried about this game. I'm happy it's still doing well in January because it's the Tom Clancy Rainbow Six name. You know. Uh, I was a little. I was pretty worried. Uh, the way it launched, you know, like it was pretty bare bones. This could be. We touched on this a little bit. Yeah. I think last week or the week before. This could be a huge Clancy specific year if Rainbow continues to thrive and, and add more maps and content. We got the Division coming, which we're all very excited about and curious to see the the final product. Maybe Splinter Cell gets announced at E3, and then uh, if Ghost Recon Wildlands is their big holiday game, mm-hmm. that's a hell of a Clancy year. Yeah. If Division has a raid... I love raid, Clancy games. If that rumor about the Division having a raid on Rikers Island is true, Division will be 2016's Destiny, I think. 
because that whole Destiny community is bored with Destiny and they're looking for another thing to latch yeah. on to and they're yeah. all they're all looking at the division. I had dinner with friends last night. We were all talking about like, man, we need a game to play together. The division could be cool. Like we're not playing Destiny anymore. Yeah. Like I bought my PlayStation to play Destiny and I cranked through it for like a month straight. I played every night for like seventy hours. Yeah. It's like, whoo, that was great. I think I'm done forever. <laughs> well, yeah. hey, you got you got your money's worth out of it exactly. for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready for something. Yeah. How many hours are you deep into Destiny? It's still like a thousand. Like it's around a thousand. I don't even. I stopped keeping track. So. Whatever. I don't know. It's just like. Nobody thousand. scoffs at that. <laughs> Everyone's like, you put 200 hours into Dota, and it's since multiplied literally 10 times. Like, yeah. So much There's no people. way you only have 200 hours. 2100. That's because, oh, like, Destiny yeah. players, the average time spent is hundreds of hours. So, also, like, 1,000 isn't surprising to people. Well, the other thing is I'm going to I'm gonna go on the record as saying it. Dota we go. is a deeper yeah, of course. multiplayer game than Destiny yeah. is. Like, that's why you put so many more You don't say. <laughs> I wonder. <laughs> I have 2,500 hours in if, uh, for the yes. same reason. If Xbox Live or Bungie.net had tracked the number of hours that I put into Halo 2, oh, yeah. I wonder <laughs> that would be a lot. I would probably be close to 1,000 hours of Halo 2 multiplayer. Is there no way to even look at that stuff? Like Not to from 2004. That? Yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah. Anyway, I think uh, maybe through like Halo Waypoint or something. I don't know. I would be interested. No one. I have not. I have yet to talk to anyone who's played more in any game than I have in World of Warcraft. So I'm interested in talking to people about if anyone's well, like, I played that what game is a lot. it? Why well, can't? How many? What's the number? Oh, it's like a month. Uh, it's something. Cr- I don't, it's something I don't crazy. remember exactly, but it is. Uh, it's between all three of my characters. Yeah. It's 208 days. Wow. Yeah. Times 24. That's whatever whatever that is. Yeah, like, and again. days. Yeah, tw- it's yeah, almost a year. Yeah, 208 days of playtime. So that's when people wow. are like, I played 300 hours of Skyrim. I'm like, dude. <laughs> okay. That's pretty, that's solid. But Talk to me in another another couple years. I mean, this, yeah, this was, you know, this was high school. This was college when I'm not doing anything but playing games and. Destin's doing the math. In school and stuff. Yeah, like, 41 days for Destiny. A thousand hours is forty-one. Eighty-seven days. Yeah. and a half for Dota. How many? How many Jeez. hours is two hundred and eight days? Uh, give me a second. I got it's, it. I got it's it. like forty-eight, forty-nine hundred hours, something like that. Four thousand nine hundred ninety-two hours. Okay. So you played play about eight, five play times more, the amount. I eight have. more, and you got that nice five thousand hour round number. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't Leah or some? Well, doesn't Leah Jackson have like four thousand hours in Dota? Yeah, and she's like done forever. She doesn't play she Dota doesn't anymore. She doesn't play Dota anymore. Ever. She will never play it again. Hmm. Well, I mean, we <laughs> she's have th- played enough. Let's. <laughs> That's true. We have three Just more like games. Just like you played enough. <laughs> no, I haven't. Uh, rounding out the top ten for January, Lego Marvel Avengers. Oh, you at forgot number Madden. Nine. My bad. Madden at number eight. That just. That uh, I, I suspect Madden. Super Bowl. Right. Madden will drop <laughs> off know, now that the yeah. football season's yes. over. But still, not surprised. Madden does is huge yeah. every year. Lego Marvel Avengers at nine and FIFA sixteen football at number ten. That's uh, even bigger than Madden <laughs> is because it is global as the opposed football to football where you can't use your hands. Yes, <laughs> actual football. Yeah. So that's that, and that's the news for the week. Mitch Dyer, where <clears throat> should we spend our money? If you're so inclined, you could buy Dying Light the following, which is a standalone pseudo expansion sequel y thing. They, they so there's a car in it, yeah. it looks really good. 
Doom buggy. They also have. Oh, you know, uh, like sorry, a, that's a leftover collect- from last week. Yeah, they do have the oh, okay. collected edition that includes. Uh, is the Far, DLC Far Cry is this week, right? Far Cry Primal next week. Next week, twenty third. Plants vs Zombies. Oh, my bad. Okay, so nothing in re- nothing new in Plants vs Zombies. Oh, that's this week. I believe so. Our embargo. No, that I, means it would come out yesterday. Our embargoes. Okay. Maybe so that's next week well. too. Yeah, I think so. All right. On digital, Rocket League is on Xbox One now. Twenty bucks for that. I am very curious to try this. Have you not played? I've it at not all? played it. I just yeah, I was just busy. Are. Yeah, I had, didn't play it on it's PS4. It's so great. It was really funny. Uh, the GameSpot guys play a lot of Rocket League. Like, yeah, that is their jam. And they when it came out yesterday, they were all tweeting photos of like them crushing newcomers. Like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like this is just cruel. So everyone's got to get out there, step their game up, and crush GameSpot. Lords of the Fallen Digital Complete Edition is forty five bucks. I never oh. played that game, but I hey. uh, heard it was pretty decent. Uh, Layers of Fear. Layers it's, of Fear, very it's de- on here. divisive yeah. game. Twenty bucks for that one. Uh, Chloe, oh, that's a retail though, right? Anyway, I'll show. Uh, no, Sorry. digital release. Chloe did not love Layers of Fear. A lot of people are. Great premise for sure. Uh, Mitsur- You're a painter who goes nuts. Oh, is that what that You're is? You're in a haunted okay. house. Tron Run slash R. Tron Runner. We're that's getting there, fine. Destin. Destin, let me get through the dang list. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I didn't see it. Hike, 12 bucks. I assume that's like a digital novel dating sim kind no, of thing. No, it's actually a arena fighting game. Yep. Opposite of what I thought it was. <laughs> uh, is it about a bunch of waifus punching each other, though? I, anime lace? I, I guess. Is that, is that okay to say? I don't know. I don't, don't want to. I'm not. I, don't, I have no regard for waifu. waifu is yeah, it's like offensive. A... I think it's weeaboo that's offensive. Yeah. Let's also... not have this conversation yeah. <laughs> because this is recorded and it can get us fired. I'm not calling anyone that. I'm just I saying, know. like, I think that's the offensive <laughs> term. I'm not sure. Oh. Also, whatever. Pixel Piracy, 15 bucks. Cubert rebooted, 750. Destin, what else? Tron Runner, 20 bucks. Yeah, you already you got it all. All right. Is it a Tron Endless Runner? Yes, it is. That sounds like it could be interesting. It's very pretty. I don't know if it's any yeah. good. Next week's a, a big week on the 23rd. Uh, on the marketplace, we've also got Alan Wake's American Nightmare, Lego Batman, Trials HD, Sam and Max Beyond Time and Space are now backward compatible. Wait, American Nightmare and not regular Alan Wake? Give it time. It's got to be a thing. That's weird. Uh, the open beta for The Division opens that division. up this uh, Play it. All February Xbox long, first. Hand of Fate will be free on Xbox One all month. Uh, I learned this week that is a card game, like a tabletop card game. Oh, that's right. You then use those cards for like third-person action, punching, kicking, and slashing, and things like that. Master approves. Stop it. Stop it. I'm going to do it every week until it's gone. How often do I get to make Manos the Hands of Fate Mystery Science Theater jokes on this show? Sticks Master of Shadows is available. (laughs) Starting now, actually, uh, Sticks Master of Shadows, a weird stealth game, is available on Xbox One until March 15th. On Xbox 360, you can get Gears of War 2 starting right now through February 29th. Oh, come on! Yes. Good stuff. All right. That's how you can spend your cash. We'll come right back, do a good trivia question before we hit the road right after this. Unlock lock. All right, time to finish strong. Time to crush Mitch. In yeah, trivia. New Year. You I'm totally New shooting Dookie. in the dark on this one. The Tuki. <laughs> Let me just see where we're at here, because I know you know the yeah. sh- things have been gold sh- with hey. silver on the outside. Hey, yeah. Maggie yeah. woke up. Maggie woke up. So if you're watching on chair. video, yeah. Hi. Maggie, how do you feel about uh, Destiny Two and the expansion coming this year? <laughs> what do you feel about uh, Schlurp heading over to Bungie to write the story? 
You gonna lick the mic? How do you feel about Hands of Fate being a, a free game on Xbox Live all month? Incisive commentary from What do you Maggie feel about the, the uh, hemorrhaging of talents at Bioware? <laughs> Just lick Just licking your right. chair. You're gonna lick your chair because your hand was here. Good point. It tastes good. Mm, salty um, handrail. Unlock block. All right. Mitch and Marty tied with four. Marty not here. Chance for everybody to gain some ground. Chance for Mitch to take the lead. The shark at one. Not his fault. He hasn't been able really? to be here. Really? I have here. a point? Yes, you have a point. Destin with two points. Yeah. So everybody marking down a, their answers. This is a really tough question. I like this one, and, yeah. you know, you really can only guess, right? Unless you are a hardcore game collector type, which... So Jared Petty might would probably just get this off the top of his head. Mm -hmm. The rest of us in this room are going to have to guess. Hey, Maggie. Scott Schultz from Chicago. What's happening, Scott? Thanks for sending this in. You've won yourself a copy of a video game. I have a few of them that I can send to you, be it uh, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition or any of the backwards-compatible Gears of War games. So Scott writes in, citing a feature from our friends at Games Radar that rounded up some uh, highly valuable collector's editions of video games that it sealed are going for a lot of money. Mm -hmm. He says, what is the most valuable Xbox 360 game when it comes to collectors? Hint, Think of the value of unopened collector's editions. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to buy one of these today, sealed, which one's going to cost On you the eBay most? eBay or wherever. Yeah. The Fallout 3 Limited Edition, Dead Space's Ultra Limited Edition, Destiny's Ghost Edition, or the Beatles Rock Band's Limited Edition Premium Bundle. What say you guys? <laughs> I just think it's really funny that... Your dog is still licking. She's just it. Oh, she like she, she will yeah licking it for like five. That's where she'll be the rest of the day. Yeah, she will. Yeah, she's a she's like a Jesus. Olympic caliber licking champion. Like <laughs> if you let her lick your face, she will not stop. She she just keeps going. Keep doing it, Maggie. What answer would you select for the trivia? A. That's B. Your chair's clean now, Mitch. C. Wait, did I, we read the question? Did we read the options? I, I did. Oh, okay. I did just Focus, read it. Focus, So I think... I'm stuck. This all right, is I'm gonna go. I'm going to go to Sean first. Sean, what yeah. do you yeah. say here? I. This is a total shot in the dark. Yep. I selected C, Destiny Ghost Edition. Because Bias. who knows... Who, yeah. No. Who knows what valuable could mean? Like, it may have sentiment, sentimental oh, value. I just explained. So, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> saying. So. Most valuable is a weird way to describe it. Sean might be right. I couldn't pre-order a version of that because they yeah, sold out yeah. so fast. I do remember there they did not a being a lot. They I were, do remember them yeah. being like very hard to find. Also, this yeah. is the one with the talking ghost, right? It's the one with the talking so ghost, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage who's no longer in the game. That yeah. could have increased right. value. There's a reason for that. These are all things that I thought of when selecting my answer. <laughs> uh, all right, so you're going yeah. with the Destiny Ghost Edition. Yep, that's I'm going to go with. to Destin next. Yeah. So... There's plenty of reasons Destiny could be it. Fallout 3 could be it because it was a similar situation where they didn't make that many of them. It's really hard to get them today. Uh, but the answer I went with was the Beatles Rock Band Limited Edition Premium Bundle only because Beatles fans are nuts. Uh, but I think they produced a lot of these, so I'm a little worried I'm wrong in that aspect. So you're going with it anyway, huh? I'm going with it anyway just because Beatles fans pay a lot of money for Beatles-related okay. things. I think it was also limited. But, like, my other option would have been A, but I'm going with D. Mitch Dyer, what do you think? I also set the Beatles Rock Band Limited Edition Premium Bundle because this doesn't say which is the most valuable Xbox 360 game to video game collectors. Yeah. Collectors of the Beatles memorabilia. Oh. Yeah. 
would Xbox probably find Look at some you value analyzing. in this. Yeah, right. And uh, its base value was like two hundred something dollars. Right. So already, it, right? so and, already, and it's, it's got that like, bar is there. It's got replicas of all of their instruments. And yeah. I, this special super edition probably came with something I don't remember. Yeah. All right. So everybody uh, with some logic, and I, uh, I have to report, no winners this Damn week. Damn you, Dead wow. Space! Nobody even mentions Dead mm. Space. Who cares? I, by the way, I because <laughs> that game's phenomenal. Dead I Space One is great. That's what this is. I absolutely would not have gotten this what either. Is the, what was in so it? here we go. The answer is the Dead Space Ultra Limited Edition, valued at two thousand dollars unopened. Wow. What? Only they, one thousand copies were made. Yeah, they, this was 1, like a giveaway copies. item. Fallout Three Limited Edition is valued at eight hundred dollars unopened. Destiny Ghost Edition is valued at three hundred and eighty-six dollars unopened. And lastly, the Beatles Rock Band Limited Edition Premium Bundle is valued at five hundred and sixty-two dollars. We were close unopened. Match. So, a great question from Scott. Good logic from all you guys, but nobody able to come through. So Marty escapes unscathed this week in his tie for the lead with Mitch. If you would like to play Unlock Block Trivia and have a chance to not only stump the panel, but also win an Xbox game, send your question along with four multiple choice answers. Please note the correct one in your email. To where, Mitch? Unlocked at IGN.com. Fantastic stuff. What if we did this thing where when no one got a point, or when no one gets the question right, everyone gets a point? No. Get out of here. This is not a charity finish. That's not how we do it. (laughs) What next? Are we going to let people call in their answers? Man. We totally did it go. for you, or for someone. I, for Mitch. It was I for Mitch. That was I, a joke. I gave yeah. that up, and I relinquished my victory, and Destin is still salty about it. That's the true victory. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's hit the road, shall we? Shark, we haven't heard from you in a while. I'm going to let you go first. Plug your social media, what and where we can, what, what you're up to. Follow me on Twitter, at ShopbyFinnegan, and Instagram, at ShopbyFinnegan. Been taking lots of them photos recently, so if you're interested in my photography slash video work, go look at that. Go look at that. Uh, then I also did a Valentine's Day commentary of Halo 5 with Ryan over there, and it's really, really cool. They you know, did a special doubles mode for Valentine's Day. You shot the, the poop out of those guys on the other team. Yeah, we kind of wrecked them. Oh, my goodness. Newbies, but, Using uh, Halo 2 battle rifles. Yeah, it has the Halo 2 VR. It's a real cool little, like, uh, just, you know, match commentary, so check that out. Sweet. Destin? Follow me on Twitter, at Destin Legary. That's it. That's it. I like the short and sweet. Mitch Dyer. At MitchyD on Twitter, subscribe to IGN Overclocked. Watch the 90-minute spoiler cast we did with Campo Santo on Firewatch. Oh, game's so good. That's probably my personal game of the year in the super, super early going. Love, love the witness. Respect the hell out of it. But it's, it's, you know, by design, it's obtuse and I, you know, I have a more enjoyable time playing yeah. playing the uh, Firewatch. You know why I like Firewatch? It's just a story of one dude and his That's personal struggles. Why I play it. And yeah. like Mitch wrote your great piece about about that game and yeah. like uh, it was your fantastic, experience by the way. With I it. guess yeah, go read my thing on the Witness Firewatch and coping with depression. Yeah. It's a real happy real <laughs> uplifting stuff there. <laughs> yeah, but uh it was definitely like a personal experience. It was like you and Henry and like how you think he would have dealt with yeah. those or how you choose to deal with the situations that he's facing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Campo Santo, please let's get an Xbox One version so that more people can experience this game. Remember, yeah. it was announced as PlayStation first. We did like also I've first. been asking people around the office just like they're over under for how long it'll be until we see an Xbox One version, and I'm hoping it's on the lower side of that because I really, months. really want to play it. And I haven't yet. PC, play it on your electric. Thirty minutes a day. 
It's pretty short, man. It's, it's like three hours. hours. No, but that's yeah. not really the way. To, the that's not the way to consume that, that game. That's though. true. That's the thing. It's like it's the type of game. I mean, it's that, broken up into chapters too, no, but so I you kind of get that good. But not even in terms of just like playing it in intermittently. What I mean is like, I want to play it in total darkness on my big screen TV on my couch type thing. Like, I yes. really okay. want to get that is the correct into it. You prefer Xbox as your platform of choice to experience media. Well, I just prefer a more cinematic approach. Like, when I'm, you know, here at the office, people are coming up to me and yeah. talking to me, and, like, I have to deal with work. Like, yeah. it's just he- headphones in And at, at home, you don't have a PC. The, well, that too, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just, I don't think it's the ideal way to play it. Anyway... Uh, follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan if you like my t-shirt today. You can buy one of your own on the my little website. You can find the link to it on my Twitter profile page. And what else? I mentioned Unfiltered, IGN Unfiltered with Greg Canessa, creator of Xbox Live Arcade. That is on IGN, YouTube, and by the time you hear this, it'll be on iTunes as well. So please check that out. And yeah, top 25 Xbox One updated list, which I worked on with a bunch of the crew here. Take a look at that. Feel free to argue in the comments about what game you like that we left off, etc. And I think we're done. For the Shark, Mitch and Destin, I'm Ryan. This is Podcast Unlocked, episode 233. We'll see you back here to do some pregame for the big Xbox showcase event next week. So we will see you next week. This is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.